from Bernie to Trump, Cassandra Fairbanks joins us to talk about her journey. Joining me now is uh, Cassandra Fairbanks. She's a writer at the Gateway Pundit and uh, Twitter phenomenon does all things Republican, at least now. Cassandra, how are you doing? Good. How are you? <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. So um, I want to talk a little bit about you. You were originally with Bernie and then you came over to the Trump train. I want to know how that happened. Um, well, I was, you know, on the left for a long time, but I leaned kind of libertarian. I, you know, I first wrote for a libertarian site. Uh, but I was, you know, adamantly against Hillary. So I was like, all right, we're just going in for Bernie, whatever. It's fine. I wasn't really into either party, mm-hmm. um, I guess. But I was super anti-Hillary <laughs> yeah. because she wanted to drone bomb Julian Assange. And I'm a really big WikiLeaks supporter. So that like mm. instantly made her my enemy. And um, so I went all in for Bernie. And then I, I started watching the left kind of go in. Um, because when I was younger, the left was about free speech and being anti-war or anti, you know, senseless war anyway, or anti-intervention. Mm-hmm. And then I was watching them kind of embrace all these things that, like, we were supposed to be against. And they were shutting down, you know, Milo's speeches, all these things. And I was just like, wait, like, this is not what I signed up for. This is insane. <laughs> um, so you're a free so, thinker. I, yeah, I weird. Guess. <laughs> <Try to be. laughs> um, so I, I started paying more attention to, you know, the candidates on the right. And I started reading Breitbart and reading different right wing outlets instead of just my echo chamber. And um, people on the left went crazy on me for it because I, I, I tweeted about, um, you know, how I didn't think Milo was actually a danger and like things like that. And that he should have the right to speak. And so um, everybody started kind of going nuts on me. And then one day um, I had just had it and I tweeted a picture in a Trump hat. It was still during the primaries before the before the DNC and stuff. And uh, yeah, then people started doxing me, trying to get me fired. And I decided to go all in, <laughs> I guess. Wow, Do- doxing. Now, that's that one where they basically expose all your info online, right? Yeah, my address, my phone number, uh, my employer's phone number. It was, it was pretty intense. Yeah, no, I, dude, trust me, I've been there. I mean, I had to resign from the administration over, over stuff because people just went and just got infuriated with it. Ironically, though, nobody's ever doxed me in full. Like, I don't, uh, maybe I'm, I'm lucky enough, but nobody will ever you know, come to my house or confront me in public. So I, yeah, I didn't get, yeah. Have you, have you gotten nobody, harassed in public? Um, I have. Yeah. So right after I came out in support of Trump, I went to the DNC to cover it for work. Mm-hmm. And this is before I was writing for the gateway pundit. I was at a pretty liberal leading outlet still, but, um, I went to the DNC to cover it and I got surrounded by like Antifa and they were, screaming in my face, calling me a fascist. and uh, Which, by the way, know, is pretty much the definition me. of fascism. Yeah. <laughs> and they all had masks on, and it was dark out, and I was cornered. That, that was a pretty scary situation. And then at the uh, inauguration, I was trying to go to the inauguration, but the riot was outside my office that I worked at. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to make my way through the crowd, and people started chanting, like, F you, Cassandra Fairbanks and stuff. So, nice. uh, and spitting on me, and that was 
pretty fun. It's shouting from their moral high ground. Yeah. It, 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 <laughs> I think irony. that they hate me more than normal Trump supporters because I'm a traitor. Mm-hmm. So they get very, very hostile. But that uh, that's the problem is when the party shifts further and further left, you know, they leave people behind. People like you right. who are like, look, this doesn't echo with the with what I used to believe in in the Democratic Party. So, you know, and also people do change. So the the Democratic Party for a long time has done this so well. They've said, look, if you don't fit all the narratives of the Republican Party, come on over here and we'll we're all inclusive. But now they've started to be they've I don't know what what's something in the water or what, but they are going crazy. Yeah, it's horrible and it's sad to watch because there's actually like some decent people that i know who are getting tangled up in all of it still and i'm like you used to be better than this what are you doing mm-hmm. yeah so you know talk about that doxing thing like how did that you know what happened did people come to your house did it was it just like was it scary for you i mean you're in dc right now right yeah well what happened was they got my i was living in maryland at the time just over the dc line mm-hmm. i just moved but um I was on the voter rolls, so they got my address off that. Okay. And, um, yeah, like, a reporter showed up at my house, but nobody showed up threatening me. I did have to go to the FBI, though, because people started threatening my 8-year-old daughter. And I had to go to her school and ask them not to let her outside for recess, which was really scary. Um, I homeschool her now. (laughs) But it it was pretty bad for a minute. Yeah, I mean, I, I went there. I, I, my my daughter got death threats, and you know, I I can say like I'm a pretty peaceful person, and I generally don't like to fight. You know, I spent nine years shooting bad guys in the face, so I, I'd prefer to keep it as civil as possible. But if if I'm pushed, it'd be really bad for whoever pushed me. I, I just yeah, I just don't like the idea of this shouting down hatred for whatever reason. You know, you you find don't agree with like you and I won't agree on everything, but we can have a conversation about it. Right. So um, one of the things, you'd mentioned the Iraq war. Where were you on that initially? Because that's something that, you know, I'd love to hear about. Um, I was pretty anti-war. I, I got more anti-war because um, a very good friend of mine was killed in Afghanistan. Uh-huh. And so at that point, I was like, I just want everybody to come home. It's fair. Like, you know, why are we even, why are people dying for this? And I, I was just, I was initially, I mean, I was for, you know, kind of retaliating for the the World Trade Center and things like that. But at the same time, I was like, this is, I feel like they're feeding us bullshit. Or, right. Sorry, sorry no, for swearing. Um, and so I, I was pretty anti-war. I'm still really anti-intervention. Um, you know, I was against, like, going into Libya and things like that. Okay, so, I mean, look, I was a SEAL for nine years, so, like, I was initially very for the war. I was like, you come to my, that's why I dropped out of college, to join. It was like, you come to my country, I'm coming to yours. And um, I think towards the end, we really screwed it up royally with the nation building and that kind of thing. So, you're not alone. Yeah, that's where I was at. (laughs) Yeah, you're definitely not alone on the uh, the whole thing. Now, what what I've found, you know, I've found in society today is this increasing disrespect for troops and law enforcement and things like that where are you at on this antifa and the clash with the cops like how does how are you how are you positioned in all that so i wrote about cops for a long time Mm -hmm. um because i got really upset about the killing of kelly thomas um he was this like hippie guy who lived he 
he was, I was living in California and he was killed by police over there. And it was a very gruesome, this was years before Ferguson, probably like five years before Ferguson. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't like a racial thing. He was a white guy with red hair, but he, yeah, I saw the police, the police uh, shirt you had on. Yeah. They <laughs> like beat him to death so brutally. And it was a nine minute long video of it. That was just horrific. He was pleading for his life. He was schizophrenic and he was mm-hmm. begging for his dad, who was a police officer. And I knew his dad and I knew him from, you know, he would ask me for like a couple bucks when I would walk by or whatever. And uh, so I got really obsessed with that case and the cops went on trial for murder and they were acquitted and I was really upset about it. So I wrote about, you know, I followed that case for a long time and then I was in Ferguson and I covered that. Um, and I got pepper sprayed in the face by police with my press pass on and stuff. So I was pretty upset about it, but mm-hmm. I didn't blame like, I don't blame all police for like this one case, which is where I ended up splitting off from like when it, when Ferguson happened, it became like this whole racial thing. Like I, you know, I was against what happened to Kelly, um, but it just went too far. And now everybody's like anti-cop, anti-military, anti-ICE. And and Mm -hmm. I'm not at all. That was another big part of how, how I split or like what, made me start to split off from them. I remember there was a woman in Baltimore who got into shootout with police while she was holding her child and the child ended up getting shot, I believe. He lived, she didn't. And uh, the left kind of like glamorized her and celebrated her. And I was like, what is happening? Are you people have lost your mind? Yeah. <laughs> like, this so, woman's a monster. So uh, the hardcore anti-establishment is, is a big part of why you started to shift from you yeah. know, left to right. So, you know, one of the things that the Republican Party sucks at, and I'm like, I'm a diehard Republican conservative, but one of the things I just have given up on is social issues. Like, I ran for Congress in 2014. I was like, look, I don't really care. You want to be gay? Fine, go ahead. I just, like, it doesn't bother me. What bothers me is when you throw it in my face. Um, right. You know, I have a real problem with the transgender thing. I think it's a, a mental illness. Um, and, you know, maybe it requires help. Maybe it requires sympathy. But... I think that the Democratic Party has done very well on the social issues. Uh, Republican mm-hmm. Party hasn't. We've been so rigid on our whatever beliefs we have on that that it's 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 hurting the party. Honestly, where are you at on social issues? Have that has that changed at all since switching from Bernie to Trump? Um, I've changed on some. I mean, I'm still you know I'm pro gay marriage. I don't care. Um, I have no real stance on like trans issues other than I don't think I think that it should be criminal what these people are doing to like children mm-hmm. like children should never go through hormone therapy they should never be um, you know have let them change the appearance of their gender when they're four or even 13 I'm, I'm super against it. I think it's child abuse yeah but I, I mean I don't really care what adults do in their own lives at all like mm-hmm. i'm very libertarian on this like i just don't care like as long as you're not hurting anyone else i don't care what anybody's doing mm-hmm. um which i know a lot of people disagree with that's fine but i'm very libertarian on it <laughs> yeah I, th- I mean i think that's the way of the future and that's that's the millennial that's why millennials i think are shifting so far left is because the republican party is kind of being very very rigid on um on the social issues things, you know, the gay marriage and things. And like, look, I've in the past, like I've kind of morphed on that in the past. I've been, I was very anti-gay because of, you know, uh, sexual abuse when I was a kid. 
Um, and that kind of bred, yeah, that kind of bred me into this, this like almost a hatred for like the homosexuality as a whole. I've since kind of grown up on that and been like, look, that was a sick dude. It wasn't how everybody is. But, you know, the Republican Party, when I came out and said, like, I don't really care if you're gay. Like, you want to be, you want to have gay marriage? Fine. Go ahead. Like, I I was really actually hit pretty hard on a national scale. It's like, well, I'm not a real conservative or, you know, the abortion thing. I'm like, "Eh, you know, you want to get an abortion? I'm not thrilled about it, but I also don't want to pay for it, you know, but go, but go ahead. It's not my choice. Right. See, I'm probably more right than you on abortion. Yeah. Um, I used to be very pro-life, like very much, because I, I just didn't understand, I guess. But mm-hmm. then I, I had my daughter, and she was born very early, and um, I was like, this is definitely not like a clump of cells. Like, this is a little person. <laughs> and so my opinion on that changed a lot. Even when I was on the left, I was not as far left as everybody else on that. I, was, I think it should be limited to, like, the first trimester, and even that's kind of pushing it for me. Mm-hmm. So, so um, yeah, I mean that that's something that is that and that is going to be fought. And I think that's what the left is is protesting about. You know, the, with this new uh, Supreme Court justice being appointed, is that going to overturn Roe v. Wade? I don't know. What do you think? I, I hope so. I mean, I don't see the people. People get confused about what Roe v. Wade actually is. Um, what it would do is just give power back to the states instead of making it a federal issue, which is something that I'm generally for on every issue. I mm-hmm. think that everything should be left to the states for the most part. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm like completely for it and I hope it does get overturned. But I'm also, I, I do think there should be some exceptions, you know, for things like incest and like ectopic pregnancies when it's in the tubes and it can kill the mother and the baby won't survive anyway. Yeah. Um, I think that there should be like medical exemptions, which is how it was before Roe v. Wade. Roe v. Wade, just made it so that, you know, everybody could get one instead of the medical exceptions that they used to have. Right. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm for it being overturned. I don't know. <laughs> Good. Now, so you've heard of this Orcasio-Cortez lady, right? Yeah. I've been, I, I've been on, on this issue so heavily over the last few weeks because she's literally running as a socialist, which like 40 years ago we threw people in jail for or 50 <laughs> years ago during the Cold War. We threw people in jail for that. And now you have like major candidates. She went. She she won zero races that she endorsed people at on um, the the other night, and Trump won five for five. Is this right. a rejection of the blue wave? Is the blue wave anywhere? Is it anything? I think that they're definitely overestimating on the phone, but I I also think that we shouldn't completely dismiss or mock her because. It's kind of like Trump. Like she has a really quirky personality that's very likable, and I think that underestimating how well she's going to do personally mm-hmm. um, would be a mistake. Yeah. Because that's what they did to Trump. They were like, "This guy's a goof. Like he's never going to win, whatever." <laughs> yeah. And and I think I think it's kind of similar with her. I think that like I hate to admit it, but I think that she's kind of likable. I think that her policies are horrible and dangerous, and she's ridiculous. But like when you just watch her, like. She has, like, a, something about her that is likable, and I think that underestimating that or, like, writing it off and just mocking it would be a, a huge mistake. No, I agree. But I, but I also think that they're overestimating, like, how much they're going to win without actual, like, policies that Americans like. Yeah. The majority of Americans don't want to abolish ICE, and the majority of Americans aren't socialists. Right. <laughs> so... 
I think they're overplaying their hands, but I think that we also would be stupid to underestimate like the cult of personality that she could develop. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a, something that I uh, that I've said is like, look, she's a she's a fairly good looking girl. She's I call her a girl because she's like twenty eight, and yeah. she's uh, you know she's well spoken. She doesn't know what she's talking about, but she is well spoken. Uh, and she has that likable personality, so that draws right. like half of being elected is is getting people to like you. Um, right. So she she is dangerous in that sense, but I think she went too far too fast and became too big too quickly without vetted principles and policies. I mean, look, she was a bartender. She had written, you know, she had been publicized being pro capitalist not too many years ago, and now she's kind of thrown into this mix and in an unvetted sort of format. So. I, I think she's going to crash. She will be the next. She will be the next congresswoman from the district. I think just because it's like D twenty five or something. Uh, yeah. Which, whatever you know. <laughs> it's, right. Um, I think it helps to be honest. Um, but yeah. Oh, uh, she went uh, like zero and three or something like that. Um, what, but is is she is she going to be the future of the new Democratic Party? I mean, it's possible. It was already heading that way with Bernie. I mean. I don't think Bernie was as as much of a socialist as she is. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, he was still his voting record on guns was still relatively good because he was from Vermont and they wouldn't tolerate that crap over there. But uh, yeah. she's she's I think she's further left than him, and that might be to her detriment. I think that Bernie had hit like a sweet spot with millennials, yeah, and she might be a little too much, uh-huh. but it's hard to tell. I well, you know, the thing is with Bernie is I, I at least respected the guy because he came out. He's like, this is what I believe. Period. Like, I don't really care what polls yeah. say. I don't like. I respected the guy for that, and I think a lot of people did too. And it's like, you know, Trump. Trump was, you know, Trump is Trump. I mean, there's no, he's his own verb, and um, there was no way to compete with that type of intensity that came from his campaign. But like, I see why people were attracted to him. Um, you know, in the sense that, like, he sold a, a bag of shit pretty well, if you, <laughs> for lack of better terms. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what what drew you to him at first? To wait to Bernie or Trump? To Bernie. Oh, um, well, I'm from originally from New England, and he was like everybody's crazy grandpa. Yeah. And <laughs> at first, it was like more. It was more about opposing Hillary than supporting Bernie. Like, if you went through, like, my social media, it's all just dragging Hillary. It's not really, there's not as much. <laughs> it's just, like, pro-Bernie. It's, like, anti-Hillary. Um, I was just very much against her. And so I was like, all right, well, I'm going to just try and help her lose <laughs> and then sort so, this out later. Yeah. <laughs> so she was an uh, awful person. I mean, just a terrible human being. She was just rancid i remember like i hated barack obama i I hated the guy and you know i I hated his policies i hated his snarkiness but he had a thing about him like even sometimes i'd be watching tv and i'd watch him talk and be like wow man something just makes you want to like the guy and then i kind of snap out of it and be like yeah but his policies are literally destroying this country and hillary had zero of that hillary had all the money all the consultants all the pr people but none of the likability none of the policies i mean it was just like crazy yeah, she's a horrible person. I I hated her even when I was like a child. Like I remember just like viscerally oh, wow. so like, like just disliking page. her. I I just never liked her. And then when she came out, or when it came out that she um, 
wanted to drone the Ecuadorian embassy to kill Julian Assange. I was like, oh no, this yeah. woman. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, big, I'm a big fan of drone strikes in, in the sense of saving troops from going in there sometimes. But yeah, you can't just right, drone right? strike someone because you don't like them. <laughs> and you can't drone strike an embassy. It's like a super active war and like, why it's ecuador like why would we yeah, you know exactly like, it's, yeah. it, it's the size of someone's backyard in texas yeah it was just so it was so uh, over the top and i was like this woman has she's yeah. dangerous have you I ever met her she would, no oh, i would really? probably be arrested oh, yes yeah, yeah i i met her one time and she was i was just i was very polite she uh it was during the campaign I believe she recognized me just because of the, the double take she gave me. And I was like, hello, you know, Secretary Clinton, how are you? I was very polite. Just, in, you know, nothing good comes from screaming obscenities at her. So right. I was very polite. And she just snarked at me. I was like, well, you know, uh, whatever. I've uh, met Bill. Bill is actually quite nice. But I'm friends with Monica. So, like, it was it's awkward. But he's vegan and I don't eat meat. So, what, like, so you're, I, you're a friend with Monica? <laughs> Um, yeah, she helped me throw a dance party a few years ago for this guy who had been cyberbullied, and um, I kind of kept in touch. What's she like yeah. in person? She's the sweetest woman in the entire world, and what Hillary and all those people did to her was absolutely horrible. Yeah, I mean, you have to, like, I sympathize with her. It's like the fact that, like, she's an intern in the White House and the President of the United States wants to, you know, fool around with you like that, you know... I, I see her position on that side. It's like, she, what what did she have to lose? She was a 22-year-old girl, you know? Yeah. What did she have to lose, you know? It was it was, it was was a huge notch in her belt. And what, what she got dragged through was, it's not like she was, you know, didn't consent to it, you know? I, yeah, I just, she, I mean, she spoke about it at the party that I threw, and uh, she gave a speech, and it was really, really good, um, highly recommend looking for it on YouTube, but she, yeah, what they did to her was horrible. I just don't like the Clintons at all. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Just, I, it, yeah. It, 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 they've done some horrible things and I, I know some secret service guys, you know, some still active and some former and some of them served on her detail and they were like, you've got like, you can't even make up the, the hatred that this woman and the disdain for people in uniform and then to her, for her to come out and say, if you don't vote for a woman, you're sexist after what she did to all the women that you know her husband hooked up with behind the scenes. I, yeah. I can't get it. That was the thing, too. Like, when she said that, I was still, you know, supporting Bernie. And it was amazing how much, like, people started attacking me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not being attacked by, like, Trump people or Republicans or, like, Cruz people at all. Like, any anything like this at all. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, the Democrats were coming at me, like, calling me, like, a traitor slut and all this stuff. And I was like, wow, you guys are, like, pretty vicious. Yeah, like, well, you know, <laughs> Why the, would I want to listen to you at all, you know? The funny thing was is I had, you know, I resigned because of some radio interviews that came out from over half a decade ago. And, um, you know, none of them, like... Some of the things I said were out of line. None of them were were racist in intent or, you know, none of them were racist in context even. Um, Right. But, you know, they were were racially, I would say racially insensitive. Some of them I apologize for it. I should have. But it was the irony of it is just like, you know, I had diamond and silk on this platform. I've had, you know, many other, I've had other liberals. I've had black people. And I have, none of my, the people who know me, are like, dude, Carl, you're you are not you. There's not a racist bone in your body. You say some crazy stuff sometimes, but you know, 
what I find that it was white liberals that were so like viscerally pissed off at me for you know anything I said, even touching the race line. Is it is it the same for you? Oh yeah, I mean, so there was a huge scandal. Me and Mike Cernovich had went to the White House and we did the okay sign uh, at the podium and people decided to say that it meant white power. And I was like, no, like it, Trump does it when he's giving a speech and making a point and we were trolling you all like, cause we're like, we're Trump supporters of the press, you know, press briefing. Yeah. Not like actually white supremacist. I'm like, I'm Puerto Rican. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so yeah, I got like dragged through mud for that, and it it's still constant. I get it all the time. People are like, "You're super racist," and I'm like, "You're white. I'm Puerto Rican." <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? Well, that's the thing too. It's like you know, the, the the left has weaponized racism to the fact that it, to the extent that it is almost irrelevant when they come out and, and cry about it now. So uh, it, it's something where they're trying to take as many effective people out of the fight as possible, and. A lot of people just – and this is also keeping good people from the administration because people are like, look, I've seen what 320 people have resigned over you know, news stories calling them racist or sexist or prejudiced or something to that effect. And yeah. they're like, why would I – like, who, I don't remember what I said five years ago. Like, why would I go into the administration if this is a p- possibility? And it's keeping good people from serving. Yeah, that's what they just did to Himena. Um, she was you know, appointed to HHS mm-hmm. and uh, – K-File dug up an old tweet and was like, she's clearly racist. She's from, like, I forget where she's from, but she's South American and, like, not, yeah. she's Latina. Yeah, with a and, heavy accent, too. It's not It's not like you yeah. could mistake her for not being uh, Latina. Yeah, she's, like, a single mom, and they just went after her relentlessly for months until she finally got fired. And yeah. It's, like, it's I, I horrible. Talk, I talked to her. I talked to her uh, the other day and was just like, you know, doing anything. And what, what people don't understand is, is like, I was very fortunate to come out of this and have a very, you know, supportive network that was like, look, you know, we're, this is what you're going to do. We're going to help you land employment again. But there's a great number of people that this ruins their lives. And keep in mind, K-File, that, uh, Kaczynski, he is the same guy who got suspended from CNN for, um, you know, that remember that when Trump was beating up the CNN meme on WWE? So he found the guy who did that. He traced it back or whatever he does. I'll give him credit. He's a, he's a thorough reporter. He, he gets to the bottom of things. Um, he, he, maybe he has no life. I don't know why. But um, he blackmailed the guy. He said, look, if you ever publish this again or anything that we don't like, we reserve the right to you know, publish oh, yeah, your name. He got suspended for that. So he's not exactly a beacon of morality. Um, right. <laughs> but what he's what they're doing is it's unfair because people are literally their lives are ruined. And you said, like, she has a, a child. She moved to yep. D.C. for this job and they suspend her and they, they drag you through the mud. And it's it, that's why I started this podcast. It's time to fight back. I'm sick and tired of this crap. Agreed. Yeah. Well, you know what, Cassandra, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you taking the time. Um, you know, where can uh, where can people follow you? Um, I'm on Twitter at Cassandra Rules or, you know, Gateway Pundit. Cassandra Rules. I like that. All right. Perfect. We'll look (laughs) for your work. We'll retweet you and uh, we'll keep it going. All right. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much. Remember, folks, you can follow us at Carl Higby or you can go to www.LibertyAndCocktails.com. More shows coming. (laughs) 